0: Tackling your business's finance to-dos can be daunting enough without being slowed down by QuickBooks. More like slow books. NetSuite by Oracle is the number one financial system, no matter how big your business grows. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, e-commerce, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow. All in one place. Special financing is back. NetSuite is offering a one-of-a-kind financing program only for those ready to switch today. Head to NetSuite.com slash suite right now. That's NetSuite.com slash suite.
1: This is the Profitology Podcast, episode number 29 with David Wood. Tough conversations for CEOs, prison inmates, and you. Welcome to the Profitology Podcast. I'm your host, Kelly O'Neill. Profitpreneurs are rewriting the rules for entrepreneurial business success in how they operate and scale their businesses, make more money, and design their businesses to give them more unplugged time in the process. Each week, join me for insightful and candid interviews with the most brilliant business minds, celebrity influencers, and fellow Profitpreneurs who are disrupting the status quo and are going to leave you inspired to rewrite the rules in your own business. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. I want to welcome you back to another episode of the Profitology Podcast podcast. Boy, do I have a treat for you today. This topic is near and dear to my heart. It is something that I have been teaching my clients for since gosh, I think about 2014. And it is something that I practice in my own daily life. We have David Wood here, who is a uh, consulting actuary to Fortune 100 companies. And he's built one of the world's largest coaching businesses. Um, He believes that the tough conversations we avoid are our doorways to confidence, success, and even love in both work and life. David actually coaches high-performing entrepreneurs, executives, and teams, and even prison inmates to amazing results and connections one conversation at a time. Listen to this episode as David reveals his four-step process for having these tough conversations and how it's gonna help you elevate not only your life, but also your business and your leadership skills. Alright, everyone, you were gonna to want to hang on this one. Make sure you get to our show notes to get the downloads, and here we go. Alright, everyone, I want to welcome you to another episode of the Prophetology Podcast. And today we are gonna be talking about how to really step up as a leader and how to have those tough conversations that you are inevitably going to need to have to excel to the next level. So David, thank you so much for joining us today.
0: My pleasure, Kelly, thank you.
1: So the first question I wanna ask you is, why are you an evangelist for Tough Conversations?
0: I didn't know much about speaking my truth when I was a kid. I grew up with Australian parents, and in this world it's not really socially acceptable to just speak your truth. So it was awkward for me at school. I didn't know how to speak to girls. I didn't know how to stand up to bullies. And later in life, when I discovered personal development, uh, they kept on encouraging me to find my truth because I didn't even know what some of my desires were. I didn't even realize how some things were bugging me. So I didn't know what my truth was. And then once I found it, it was very scary to go and share it with some people like my boss or Mm -hmm. my partner Or that bully from 20 years ago at school, or you're like, there's so many people, or even the person who drops a cigarette butt on the street. Like, how do I speak my truth in a way that isn't going to create a train wreck here? Right, consciously. Yeah. So I got uh, a lot of coaching and I had a lot of conversations. And the more I did it, the more I realized there was so much upside that I'd Mm -hmm. never realized. I was aware of the downside, like, oh, this could have the person be offensive or angry. It could strain the relationship. My boss might fire me. My girlfriend might break up with me. But I wasn't aware of how good it can feel to be self-expressed. I wasn't aware of how often it would just go really well when I thought it was going to go terribly. And I wasn't aware of all the great results I could create. I can get more clients. I can have more people want to work with me. I can feel closer with my partner. So I'm now an evangelist because I'm like, I want everyone to realize there's way more upside than you think. There's usually less downside. Not always. Sometimes the downside is real and you want to be aware of it, but let's identify a truth. Let's speak it. And it may lead to a tough conversation or it may be way easier than your brain ever told you.
1: So I love this because this is something that you know, I've been doing personally in my life and business for a very, very long time because I truly believe uh, these conscious conversations from a place of love. I believe one of the upsides is you can actually build intimacy with another human being. What do you, what do you see as the upsides to this for maybe someone who's, you know, someone who's listening that's it's like, Oh, yep, that's me. I'm the one that's going to keep my lips zipped.
0: Yeah. Well, you've just mentioned one of the uh, benefits is intimacy So even if we don't agree at the end of the day, even if the person says, you know, I don't think I did anything wrong and I'm sorry you feel upset. I'll try not to upset you in the future, but I can't see how I could have done anything differently there. Even if all that happens is that they listen to me and I feel heard, then I'm going to feel closer with that person. And it's likely my trust in them will go up. So intimacy or deeper connection with other people is one of the great benefits Another one is Mm self-expression. I went to um, the Transformational Leadership Council retreat and it's got Mm -hmm. people that I was pretty starstruck by. You know, there's Jack Mm -hmm. Canfield and Mm -hmm. John Gray. Mm -hmm. And and I realized after the event that I made four bold requests and I, I only got a yes, I think, to one of them. But I realized it didn't matter if I got a yes. I felt really good about myself that I pitched Jack Canfield to write a book with him. I felt good that I asked an Oscar winning producer, what would it take for me to do a ride along on your next film shoot? Or a woman that I was drawn to, do you want to go to Columbia with me? Each of those were some bold requests, and I felt really good about it. And I realized getting a result is icing on the cake, but it's not the cake. But then that's the final, that's another big benefit and the obvious one is you may get the result that you want. So let's suppose as an entrepreneur, you go and ask a celebrity to endorse your product. Your chances are higher if you actually speak your truth, that you have a desire for them to endorse your product. If you say to a client or a prospect, I want you to work with me, it might feel awkward to say that, but now you might have the result that they actually work with you. If you're strained in your relationship and you name what's happening and be vulnerable, you may actually get that extra sex that you want or get your partner to stop doing that behavior that you want. Or at work, that coworker might stop doing that thing that annoys you or your boss might stop micromanaging you. There's so many results that can come from being willing to speak up, take a risk and speak our truth.
1: I love it. I am so in alignment with you on this. One of the things I, I, it's funny, I was actually just having this conversation in one of my, um, in my business incubator this morning where I was saying, you guys, look, you miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take, which is, you know, obviously Michael Jordan said that. And it's so true. It's like, what's the worst thing that can happen? I had a similar story. I actually asked um, Seth Godin, who gave me a, a Purple Cow Award for innovation in business. I, I reached out nice. to him and I was like I was like, Seth, hey, you know I know it's been a while. remember me? you gave me the innovator award, and I was like, I'm launching this new podcast and I would be honored to have you and i I, I thought I wrote this really great pitch and I'm like, for sure he's gonna say yes and he's like. Thanks so much. I appreciate it. No. And I was like this is not the last you're going to hear from me, Seth Godin. But it but it did feel good. It was like I had the I had the stones to to email him directly and I agree with you. I think that there's so much better payoff and what I know for sure and I know you know this for sure is you have 100% more chance of getting your needs met if you're willing to make that bold request.
0: Yeah. And I like what you said about if you, you know, feeling like I've had the stones to do it. I've always, if I've gone away from a fear, I feel smaller. I feel more contracted and I like myself less. Yep. But if I go into it, whether it's stepping off a mountain with a paraglider strapped to my back or walking over coals at Tony Robbins or just calling someone who stood me up and said, Hey, that didn't feel good. What happened? Uh, I feel better about myself, even though I have to go through often that awkwardness and the discomfort and sometimes some worry about what could happen in this conversation. At the end of the day, I've just decided it's worth it. Now, most of the time, I think that's really important because sometimes the downside is real. It's not just your mind overacting and I have a worksheet that I give people and it's a free download if you want to give it away to people. I do. Um, yeah.
1: We'll get the, we'll put it on our show notes page so right. you guys can go there and grab so it.
0: So there's a, there's a, often the scariest thing about speaking a truth is you don't have clarity. So as you get clarity on what is my truth, what am I afraid of? What is the upside here? When you start to work all that out, it's like, Oh, okay. I can see the roadmap here. I can go and speak it. But one of the things I help people do is work out the downside, what could go wrong. So I'll give you an extreme example. Um, When I was in Bali, I was subletting my villa. So I rented my villa and I rented out a room to people and helped cover the rent. Now that's illegal. You can't do it unless you have a business visa to make money. Now that's actually probably true in every country in the world. It's just most countries don't even care if you did it. In Bali, they care. And I was wanted for questioning. And that was a conversation that I didn't want to have. That was some truth. I didn't want to speak because I did the analysis on it. And it turned out that the downside could involve jail. Like we're looking Yikes. at Yeah, we're looking at jail time. We're looking about possibly massive bribes. We're looking at deportation, which I was willing. That that didn't really concern me as much. I was like, all right, I'll pay a fine, I'll get deported, but jail was too much. So I decided that was too much. Then again, another time, there's a, like, if going way back in my past, I realized one day, I was like, Don't, I've wronged people. Let me go back through and do an audit of people I've wronged. And one of the people that I called was what, really hard for me because if they wanted to, like, what I did was not only wrong, but it was illegal. And if they wanted to prosecute, I, I would have gone to jail. And I decided in that case, the upside of apologizing was worth actually going to jail. So you've got to do your own risk analysis on speaking the truth. The problem is, or the challenge I should say, is most of us don't see the upside. We see the downside. So I encourage people to get the worksheet, do your analysis and go, all right, yeah, they might get upset with me. And it might strain the relationship for a while, but we could get a lot closer and I could have some peace and I could stop it running over in my head over and over for these past five years and actually get complete with something. Now there's some upside.
1: Oh my gosh. You are like my brother from another mother. I love it. I love it. I love it. I I do have a question for you. Why do you think people avoid these conversations? And also a second add on to that is, Do you think it's shifting where people are and it, it could just be the circles I run in because what you're talking about is how my life rolls. It is the relationship I'm structuring with my clients, my people that are in my inner circle. This is how we roll together. Right? So I think I'm insulated. Do you think it is starting to
0: switch? Well, I like both of those questions. So the first one, why do we avoid these conversations? Two main things I've identified. One is fear of discomfort. It's weird to think that humans who have such intelligence and willpower would be so run by comfort. But we really are. Like if our coffee is not hot in a restaurant, that's a problem. That's a real problem. If your chair doesn't recline enough while you're flying through the sky or the Wi-Fi, which is bouncing off a satellite, is is slow it's a problem like like what my mind i catch myself i catch my mind swearing at something that didn't work on the computer or i've got to cut and paste again because the form didn't load we're creatures of comfort and we're scared of things like cold showers i am i, I don't want to go and jump in boulder creek i'm terrified of doing that right now there's ice on that thing so that's one reason we don't want to feel uncomfortable with another person and we cannot control the conversation. That's not how it works. So fear of discomforts the first reason. The second reason is fear of loss. If I tell my partner that I cheated on her, I may lose the relationship. I may lose somebody's respect. If I tell my boss that I screwed up with a client account and I don't try and cover it up, I might get fired. So there are actually, uh, there's, there was a podcast interviewer who I offered a coaching session to as a gift. I said, I want to invest in our relationship. I'll give you a session. He didn't show up to the session. And all right, you know, that happens. I wasn't happy about that. But then he just used my booking link to reschedule without asking me. He said, oh, I've adjusted it to next week. I'm sorry, I missed it. And I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not feeling respected here. But I didn't even know that for 20 minutes. I just felt bad about it. And I wanted to say, oh, look, I'm too busy now. I'm not going to do it. And when I confronted the idea of having the conversation and I did the worksheet, what I was worried about is he might badmouth me in the industry. He might say, this guy's um, oversensitive. This guy's high maintenance or this guy's a jerk that he's giving me a hard time about, you know, missing a session. So I was worried to bring it up and there was a fear of loss in the background. But fortunately, once we do the worksheet and we get clear on that, we can decide, am I willing to risk that? am I willing to risk this person getting upset and calling and judging me? And if you are, boom, you're off to the races. Now, is it shifting? I agree with your assessment. I think you have gravitated more towards truth tellers and my goodness, I surround myself with trainers, you know? So it's not uncommon for a friend of mine to say, I don't want to share something awkward with you. And I'm like, wow, thank you. So there's bias there. But there is a movement I've been noticing in the corporate world. And I'm very grateful for the work of Brene Brown. Yes. Who, um, I don't know if she said this, if she hasn't, then I will. Vulnerability is the new strength. And we even, I we go into prisons now and we're teaching CEOs and executives and prison inmates, vulnerability and connection is the new power or the new strength. And so I hope that there is a shift. I mean, I'm coaching people now at, uh, at Warner Brothers and they've been through the Brene Brown program. So they'll quote her, they'll bring up stuff. And when I bring something about vulnerability or revealing, great word, reveal, um, it's not a shock to them. It's not a surprise. They're like, oh yeah, yeah. Brene Brown's all, okay. All right. Let me try it out. So it makes my job easier. And I do like to think that there's a shift. And if you and I have anything to say about it, that shift will continue.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, this is, we, we teach in our Profitology Business Incubator, we teach the, exactly what you're talking about. I have a conscious conversation model so that they can give each other feedback in a loving and conscious way with permission to help them build their businesses, yeah. right? And yeah. they also know that they absolutely can say, no, thank you. Now's not the time for me to hear this feedback or no, Thank you. I do not care to hear the feedback and that's okay.
0: Yeah. And that might have its own consequences. Like if there's someone in my life who's like, no, I'm not going to have that conversation with you. I might relate less with them, but yeah, everyone has agency and has the ability uh, to say yes or no. And that's the first step in my model too the four, four step blueprint to having a tough conversation.
1: Oh, I love it. First step I will, is,
0: I will bring it into them. First step is ask permission. You don't want to go up and dump your truth on someone. Hey, when you did this thing last week, I got pretty upset. No, prep them first. You don't know, buy me a drink first. You don't want to just, <laughs> just launch launch into sex, right? Let, let's you know. Let me know what's coming, and I can decide. Okay, yeah, all right. I'm bring it. What do you got? Or I can say now's not a good time. Or yeah, ultimately I'd say no. I don't want to do that. I don't want to do a bunch of processing with you. I'm not interested.
1: Yep. Do you mind running through the four steps or is that something you got? Yeah, let's run through them because I think this is if we had more people doing this in the world, which I am so thrilled to help you get this workout. If we had more people doing this, think about the types of benefits to our personal relationships. If we taught this to our children, if we did this in business on the regular, you know, think about. How many less lawsuits there would be or how many less, you know, broken up partnerships and that sort of thing. So let's roll. What are the four steps?
0: Yeah. And I got to double click on what you just said. It's um, the mind's pretty neurotic and I'll, I'll include my mind in this. It's pretty neurotic. And I understand, like I grew up learning how to hide what's happening and just try and get what I want in the outside world. That's kind of the game. That's the dynamic, but it hurts us in the long run it's hurt me because now i'm disconnected from other people and the mind doesn't have a billionth of the information it needs to make the right decision and to control reality right so it's neurotic and distorts reality again 9 times out of 10 because sometimes i'm not willing to pay the price to be honest but 9 times out of 10 i think it's better let's reveal your all truth so that the universe can respond in the way it needs to and things can go where they need to be and that requires surrender to do it, all right. Here are the four steps, and uh, I might use um, unless you have an example in your life right now of a tough conversation. I could use this podcast host who who adjusted our session as as an example as I go through the four steps.
1: Sure, you know I'm I'm happy to give you one. So one of the, the tough conversations that I'm having, um, and does it does it work for this example to it not be a specific person?
0: It 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 should be a person. And it should be something that that's alive for you and you, it feels difficult to share and you're not sure how to oh, you know, say it. No,
1: that's not, I'm, I'm having a tough conversation with the entire coaching industry right now. So that's, but that's a different thing. So go ahead and use, go ahead and use your, your example then.
0: All right. All right. So um, we'll use the example of the guy who um, didn't show up. And I, and I'm sure many of us can relate to when someone's late constantly or even holding someone accountable for, they just said, I'll have the report to you by three o'clock and they don't. Like, how do you just address that? You said you do this and you did something else. So number one, ask permission. And I, you can do this by phone. You can even do this by video if you want to get your thoughts out first before you talk by phone. So I did this in a video and I, first thing I said was, I'd like to bring something up Uh, because I'll be feeling some charge on it. And this step is actually ask permission and share one hope because you want to enroll the person in having this conversation. So I said, I'd like to bring something up. My hope is that I can feel closer to you and more connected and feel excited about rescheduling the session. And if you're not up for that conversation and you don't want to hear this, then now would be a good time to stop this video. Or if we're talking live, they can say another time's better or no, I'm not interested. That's totally up to them. Uh, and then let's assume they said, yeah, okay. Then share one fear or concern. And this is, and if you say you don't have one, then it's not a tough conversation. There's always a fear or concern. That's what makes it tough. So I said, my, my concern is you might think I'm high maintenance or overreacting or oversensitive. And you might judge me and you might say nasty things about me to other people, uh, or you might get defensive and, um, and, and not really hear me. So that's my concern. And again, I hope, that will be more connected. So I'm willing to take that risk. And then step three, share the issue and make a request. If you can find one, sometimes that's hard, but it's a leadership move to find a request, ask them to do something that could make it better. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know, the issue is, when you didn't show up, yeah, I was disappointed. But then when you said, I've adjusted it to next week, I felt like you weren't respecting my time. And I started to think, what would I need to feel good about this session? And I identified three things. I'll see if I can remember them. One, that you get the impact of you not showing up, that that was half an hour of my time, I won't get back. Two, that you do respect my time and you let me know that, which may not be true for you. But if it is true for you, that you let me know that. And three, that you let me know you're committed to showing up on time next time if we reschedule it. And I said, and you can say no to any of those things, but those are my requests. And then step four, this is where you get curious and listen. And I said, I'd love to know, how does this land for you? Is it weird for you to get this? Um, Do you feel defensive? Are you excited that I'm bringing this up or something in between? How is it for you? And what's your world? What do you think about this? And do you have a better idea than what I'm thinking about? And I'm happy to talk about this live. So those are the four steps. I love it. It's
1: brilliant. It's simple. It gives people a framework. I mean, it's absolutely magnificent.
0: Thank you. So we'll give it to you guys at the end of the call of this episode. You'll get the worksheet so you get clear. And then you'll see the four steps with some pro tips on it as well. It's really easy to follow. And I'll tell you, Kelly, this guy, I was really surprised by his reaction. Mm -hmm. He said, I'm blown away that you would bring this up, bring it so succinctly. You're absolutely right. I wasn't really respecting your time. And he said, and he, uh, he was a yes to all three of my requests and we ended up having a great coaching session. And he said, I love that video so much. Can I share that and play that on my next podcast episode? And I said, yeah, you can. And we're actually going to have an interview where I interview him and we talk about this issue so people can see it from my point of view and then we'll play the video and then they'll see it from his point of view because I want to really break down this, this cycle so yes. people can slow it down. So people can go, oh, all right, I see how this works and I can see the upside. I want to practice this. I think this is absolutely brilliant.
1: And I think it's actually critical as we move forward as leaders in our businesses and CEOs that this is a skill set that conscious leaders must master. You talk about embracing discomfort. Why is that critical?
0: <laughs> well, you touched on a hot button. I actually want to do a whole episode on, on this. Goodness, I, I'm so fascinated by discomfort. And people who have cold showers, like, I don't want to have one. And people who do the Wim Hof method and get, like, it's painful, <laughs> painful to get into ice. But people will get into a sauna uh, past the point where they're comfortable. People will exercise, run marathons. Be, um, sometimes exercise is very uncomfortable, but we'll do it because we know that there's benefit. Uh, ayahuasca. I didn't know that this plant medicine could kick my butt so hard and be so horrendous. But there are people who've done 50 or 100 sittings and suffered. It's like, what? Like, and I've been looking, why would the human brain do this? Um, and in one of those ceremonies, they gave me Sananga. Have you ever experienced Sananga? I have not. Well, maybe with luck, you never will. Um, <laughs> basically it comes from some sap, some tree in some jungle and it's eye drops. And when you put the eye drops in your eye, it sets your eyeballs on fire. And that I mean, horrible. Into your eyeballs. I spoke to one guy, he said he screamed the first time he tried it. It's agony. And then, and I'm like, well, I tried it once. And I got through it. I didn't know if I could, but I got through it, breathing deeply, freaking out. And, <laughs> and then this, the trainer said, uh, he said, I do it daily. I'm like, why? He said, it corrects your vision. If you have blurry vision, it corrects your vision. I was like, my God, could I do that? Could I experience not just discomfort, but agony to correct my vision? And now I do it daily and I can't believe it. Now it's not as scary as it used to be. I'm ready for it to slam into my eyeballs, but I'm relaxed. It slams. It's agony. After 10 seconds, it just hurts a lot. Like you got jalapenos in your eyes. And after 10 minutes, I'm fine. No effect, no hurt at all. So why would we do it? Well, I do that because I want to correct my blurred vision. I exercise because I want to feel good. And so- I embrace the discomfort of tough conversations because I know at the end of the day, I will feel better. Ultimately, the other person is probably going to feel better and I'm going to get the results I want in my business, and my life. So that's why I think it's critical for humans. See, animals probably won't do it. They're more present moment and they can't look ahead and see the upside. Right. But humans have the ability to say, I will take the pain up front so that I have less pain over the next 10 years.
1: David, this has been one of my favorite podcast interviews that I have done. I am so thrilled to help you get this message out in
0: the world. How can people find you? Thank you. They can go to playforreal.life. So it's not.com. I got the .life extension, playforreal.life. And as you mentioned, Kelly, I have my own podcast, Tough Conversations with David Wood which you can subscribe to. You can get the blueprint as well. It's free download. You can't miss it on the website. And if something resonated for you listening to this and you're a high performer or identifying that way and you want to up-level both business and life, I don't do just one. You have to want both to be better Then see if you qualify for a discovery session. And if you do, I won't charge you for the session because it's how I find the right people to work with long-term. And that's all at playforreal.life.
1: I love it. Thank you so much for being here today. You guys, please do connect with David. And as per usual, all of this information is going to be linked very conveniently for you on our page, on our website, in our show notes section. Thanks so much for being here, David. And thanks so much for listening to another episode of the Prophetology Podcast. Thanks, Kelly. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Profitology Podcast. If you did, please share this show with someone that you know and help spread the word to your followers on social media. This is how we reach more entrepreneurs just like you around the world. Also, I'd like to continue the conversation with you about all things profitology. So please join me and your fellow Profitpreneurs in our free Facebook group. You can find us at ProfitpreneursCircle.com. I frequently go live in our community to share tips, trainings, and innovative profit acceleration strategies, as well as resources that can help you accelerate your results in your business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.